Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I get to do it right here in Hawaii, where I was born and raised, went to school, have all my friends, my family, this community, the state, and now this brotherhood. I'm really excited. And, and the goal is to win Mountain West Conference championships. The goal is to win games and make the state proud. The voice you just heard in that cold open was new Hawaii football coach Timmy Chang who is a, uh, a name just about every single one of you would know from his days slinging the football with the Rainbow Warriors. And he's, after a very bitter, messy saga, he is the new head coach at Hawaii. And that's what today's episode is all about. Good morning. It is January 24th. And of course, you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. We are about to be joined by Jackson Moore, who's the publisher of the Warrior Sports Network for 24-7 Sports to talk about Timmy Chang and, and, and him getting the job and more specifically, the events that had to fall into place for this to happen. And that's Todd Graham, the program exodus that happened under him, the embattled coach who was only down there for two years. And then June Jones, who was in Hawaii coaching the Polynesian Bowl and volunteered him himself to be the coach. And then talks fell apart with him in the school. And then that got a little bit ugly. And then Timmy Chang, the savior Coming home, he was slated to be the new receivers coach at Colorado State, where he was coming uh, with Jay Norvell after working with him at Nevada. Not so fast. New Hawaii head coach Timmy Chang, 40 years old. And so there's obviously, there's plenty to get to with Jackson Moore. And here he is. Okay, Jackson Moore joins us right now. Jackson, why do you think, and, and it's all a happy resolution, right, with Timmy Chang, but the lead up to it, why do you think it got so ugly? I mean, it, it's a... Uh... A long story out there the past couple of weeks. I mean, Todd Graham, the, I mean, there was a whole, uh, I mean, a lot of fans were upset with the situation that was going on there. The state Senate gets involved. They have a hearing. Every person that, I mean, they have testimony. I believe it was uh, nine different testimonies all against Graham and uh, making accusations and uh, really not giving the athletic department a, a fair share to give their side. And then so they finally have the Graham resignation. And then very, very quickly, June Jones, I mean, it just so happens he's head coaching the uh, the Polynesian Bowl and there's cameras all around him. And he makes it very clear that he wants the job and that he will do, uh, I mean, he will rebuild the program just like he did once before. And so a lot of fans got on board and the athletic department had to put out a statement saying they couldn't reach a deal. June Jones gets on Twitter. He says the deal they offered him was a BS. The, I mean, for lack of better terms, they said they, he said he was offered two years and wasn't going to be able to hire a lot of the coaches he wanted to on his staff, which then uh, again riles up the fan base another round. Then there was a press conference even Saturday, uh, a couple hours before Timmy Chang was announced as the head coach, where they just came out and kind of talked down Jones and uh, some of the inconsistencies with him in this process and some of the red flags that they felt. And if you're a Hawaii fan who loved the early to mid 2000s, no red flag oversees what you thought Jones could do for this program. So, uh, I mean, he's a legend there and a lot of fans wanted to see him back. 
And it's just seemed like from the start that him and the athletic department didn't see eye to eye. There's still some bad blood from how things ended uh, back in 2007, 2008. And uh, it just didn't seem like he was going to get a fair shot. And um, while Timmy Chang is, I mean, a really, really good alternative, if Jones wasn't an option, I think Chang would have been the front runner from the very beginning. But just the way it went down was um, not taken well by the fan base. Yeah, it's been a weird few weeks. I thought that the fact that Hawaii... And I don't know how it works. You know, I don't know. Like, I guess there's not a strong presence from an athletics director or whatever, but Hawaii had a spokesperson, Dan Meisenzall, held a news conference to defend the school and kind of took a shot at June Jones's integrity. So that's just like you mentioned that the fans from the early to mid 2000s, like they didn't, you know, didn't see any red flags. This is also now sort of weird um, that the school would be lobbing shots at Jones. And I get that like it has to protect its, itself as well because he kind of made them seem like they didn't know what they were doing. But now you've got this weird situation and like, you know, June Jones has to, you know, I don't know, you know, what sort of hurt feelings he might have, but now, you know, his former quarterback is kind of thrust in the middle of this and he's got his, you know, I, I saw Jones said he's, he's thrilled for Timmy Chang and all that stuff, but I don't know. It was just, uh, it's been a really dramatic few weeks and, and the June Jones thing falling apart on Friday night. They mentioned like it kind of came down to the succession plan and he had a two-year contract and it just it just reminded me of the show succession. I have no idea if you watch it or not. I'm not trying to get you to talk about it, but I, I just it feels like there's sort of a lack of leadership down there. Yeah. And you know, I don't really buy the succession plan. I mean, Hawaii hasn't had a coach stay longer than four years since Jones was there last time. I understand why you would have some hesitancies in hiring a 69-year-old coach, but I mean, if he could give you four good years, that's better than anything they've gotten previously next to Nick Rolovich. Again, when you look at when Rolovich left, they totally scrapped the culture of the program and went with totally different schemes with Todd Graham. And I don't know what the succession plan was going to be for Graham because he was recruiting so heavily in Texas, which uh, unless you know, they f- hired the next coach from his coaching tree, there isn't going to be no connection with that roster and with the recruiting pipelines that Graham would have built, even in a best case scenario where he was really successful. So uh, th- that was a bit frustrating to hear. You know, I don't have any problem with them thinking uh, that Timmy Chang is the best route for their program. And I mean, the long-term success being such a, a younger coach, but just the way it all went down, the communication that came out about the whole situation with Jones, it just did not set a good tone in my mind. And, you know, I've seen uh, covering a lot of different teams. Um, I mean, there's a lot of situations where there's turmoil with the head coach, like there was with Graham. And there's a lot of situations where maybe the front runner and the athletic director don't see eye to eye. And there's a lot of drama and negotiations and it gets really challenging, but that stuff almost entirely stays behind the scenes. And so for the state <laughs> Senate to bring this to the front, I mean, to the public, for the athletic director and their head coaching candidate to be sparring in the public uh, with statements and on social media, it's just very bizarre. And um, I mean, let's not forget, this is also an athletic department that got caught without a stadium just last season, had to build one uh, out of thin air, basically on their own campus uh, over this past off season. There just seems to be... Uh, a lot of uh, unusual things and a lot of headlines for this program that you just don't see anywhere else. I don't even think I knew the stadium story. Um, we'll save that for another day. I might have to go Google it. One last Todd Graham thing, and then we'll we'll do a t- Timmy Chang question, and then we'll get you out of here. I'm assuming it was all transfer portal related, which is just surprising that something like that could, it's such a big deal these days that it could ca- catch the state sentence attention because the first year was five and four in a COVID season. And then the second year was six and seven. And you look at Rolovich and his first year, he went seven and seven. His second year, he went three and nine. So 
not to, you know, I mean, like five and four and six and seven are two pretty solid first years at, at, at a place like Hawaii. It was just, were, were people, was it just that miserable of a culture, that toxic that, I mean, his son transferred it. That's, that's strictly what it had to have been, right? Yeah. I mean, the portal kind of, I think, accelerated things, especially when you look at not only star players leaving the team, but star players who were local recruits, which are players that are a premium for Hawaii. It's often hard to keep a lot of those guys home. And when you do, there's usually a lot of loyalty there. And so to see starting quarterback, Chevin Cordero, go to a Mountain West rival in San Jose State, to see their all-Mountain West linebacker, Darius Musau, go to UCLA. I mean, I mean that's an understandable move, but it's pretty unprecedented for the Islands in that program. Um, but ultimately, kind of the presentation that the Senate gave and uh, what really made this thing, I think, irreversible was a lot of just the accusations about verbal abuse and mental health. And I mean, it was never proven and Todd Graham directly denied it. But one of the senators uh, went forward with some racist allegations of statements that were said and has still been planting that flag and, and trying to get Graham out. And so it was just really ugly. They had a lot of former players describe just bizarre scenes, according to their side of the story, where they showed up to... Um, practice. There was one player that didn't want to get the vaccine. He showed up to practice. His nameplate was off the locker room. That's how he he says he found out he was cut, uh, alleging that it was due to refusing to get the vaccine. There was a uh, very public Twitter space, which is also new ground where some former players were talking about the program and uh, some current players jumped in and gave their side of the story and had a lot of things that were pretty negative to say about Todd Graham. And uh, one of those players was dismissed from the team and he gave his side of the story in this testimony. Some One of the mothers of a senior graduating said that she was disheartened by uh, some of the things that happened with her son and Todd Graham's wife directly messaged her saying, sorry, your son didn't work hard enough to, to play. Wow. Those lines. And so, I mean... There were also, I mean, there was a written, there was like a hundred testimonies that were written. And in Todd Graham's defense, a lot of current and former players and other people in the community came to his defense. But just the constant storyline in the public was all the negative stuff. And it just really, I mean, it, there was even, I mean, Todd Graham got the team to two bowl games, but just the public image and the lack of support, it just, there had to be a change. I mean, Graham could have been a successful coach, but it was just in a spot where they couldn't move forward with everything going on. All right, last thing for you. So Timmy Chang, Colorado State receivers coach, all grown up now, 40 years old. Uh, to those of us of a certain age, he's one of the first kind of college football icons that we can remember, um, was a staple of late night TV, threw for 38 touchdowns in, in his final season. It just sort of seems like when Hawaii is nationally relevant, they're good at throwing the football. You know, Cole Brennan, of course, a few years after Timmy Chang. I, I just, I, I'm excited for them, Jackson. It feels like they're going to, I, I would, my expectation would be Timmy Chang leans into all of the things that put Hawaii on the map. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another piece, maybe if you don't know all of Chang's background, he is a native from Hawaii. He also attended St. Louis High School, which is the powerhouse that's produced the majority of the recruits that come there, including Marcus Mariota and Tua Tango Bailoa. I mean, you've got him, the face of the program for a, a certain era and the face of the local powerhouse high school. I mean, that could go a long way, even if they can't recruit home to a, an additional level that uh, Nick Rolovich saw some success and June Jones saw some su success. But with the transfer portal, I mean, he already came out and said in his opening press conference, uh, UH is going to be home to players that leave the islands and maybe decide they want to come back, which 
uh, we've seen, you know, here and there, but with the portal, uh, I mean, that could be a, a pipeline of instant talent for this program that wasn't really an option outside of the occasional guy that was willing to come back and sit out a year previously. So, I mean, that paired with the offense, Chang hasn't really run a, I mean, he hasn't even been an offensive coordinator. He hasn't run a run and shoot offense at Nevada or his other stops, but he certainly played in it, knows all about it. I think he's going to mix the elements of it, the old run and shoot and some of the spread concepts he was involved with at Nevada, and he was going to move to Coach Jay Norvell to Colorado State here this year uh, ah. until this all came together. But yeah, I think you're going to see a high up-tempo offense, a lot of passing. They've got an uphill battle to climb with the roster right now with over 20 players entering the portal and a lot of starters, but I think he's the guy that's going to attract a lot of players back to the program. And the other curious thing, you know, just as mentioned, not a coordinator, it's kind of a rare hire in the Mountain West, but covering San Jose State, uh, they hired a 43-year-old Oregon State receivers coach, Brent Brennan, which was very ugly for two years, and ultimately he turned it around. Uh, I mean, he's a Spartan guy that got family connections and uh, had coached there and knew the unique challenges to that university, and after getting over the growing pains of being a head coach, has got that thing rolling. And I think Chang is probably going to have to go through the same process. Uh, there might be some growing pains these first couple of years, but if he can get over those hurdles and uh, get this thing rolling, uh, I mean, that's about as best case scenario as it can get for UH right now. It just might take a couple of years to get him settled in. Jackson Moore, we appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks to Jackson for joining us. Follow him on Twitter at JacksonMoore247. My name's Trey Scott. Our producer is Lance Glenn. We appreciate you listening to the College Football Daily. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.